Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years, decades of seeking, seeking what could create more ease in life and trying every modality possible. Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions. A mission to have conversations about what creates ease, what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health. Hello. We are starting today on a different energy. There's been a lot up. <laughs> yeah, collectively and just everywhere, personally. Yeah. And so we wanted to just be that with you guys. And to give you a little backstory on some of this stuff, it, there's a lot shifting and changing in access consciousness. There's um, a person of I guess, influence leaving, which is creating this kerfuffle amongst the access consciousness people. Um, not really relevant if you're not in access, but a, that's a part of what's stimulating this conversation. And what we want to get into today is a conversation in and around doubt. When you go into doubting yourself, what creates that, what causes it, you know, and different ways that we're navigating it, no matter what's occurring. You know, we've, Mm -hmm. you and I've talked a lot about how during COVID there's, you know, you, we've talked about it and everyone's talked about it, the cancel culture where basically if you were yourself, you were stamped out of existence. So, so it's kind of unprecedented times where the, the freedoms that a lot of us took for granted are now been exposed as pseudo freedoms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pretend freedoms. Pretend. There are freedoms when it's convenient for the powers that be and yeah. and not when they're not. So there's just a lot going on. And where do we start with this? You were... <laughs> there's so much. There's so, there's much, so much there. Much, yeah. yeah, it's like Crystal and I talk about these like really huge concepts and try to boil it down to a one word title. And it's like, what is it? I don't what know. What is this show called? We don't know. But well, there's so much there. <laughs> there's so much there. I did a Facebook post today. And for those of you guys that follow me, you might've read it. I, it's called, is access a cult? Is access consciousness a cult? And this might not seem like a true mental health topic, but I want to lead you into where we're going with it. The first thing is you can read my you can read what I wrote on my blog. So you just go to crystaljoyprofit.com slash is act as a cult and you'll find it. Um, but that got us both, I've been, it got us both looking at it. And so you were talking to me about when you first found access. Yeah, back in 2016, I um, had my bars run because someone was like, you need to try this. I didn't have a negative thought for three days. I was like, okay, sign me up. And it was magical so much that I was just like, what is this? How I didn't, how did I not know about this? And let me start Googling what this access consciousness is. And one of the first few hits was something about saying that access is a cult. And I was like, oh, so my little red flags go up and I start to read through it. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I can see where we're maybe reaching on some degrees or whatnot, but I just kind of 
took it in as, okay, I'm going to put this for my awareness and then just continue on. And um, I just continued to consume a lot of the free content. And I was like, how could this be a cult? I mean, it's like these tools are amazing. They're life changing. And, you know, I could just stay here and not pay a dime to them. So it's like, okay, what is that? Zoom forward to now where I've taken all the classes and become a CF and done all the things. And, you know, and it's still always kind of been in the back of my mind because I'll hear people say it here and there, or even when we were watching, what was it called? The Vow or what was the documentary? Yeah, the all that. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like pinged me to just, okay, be aware. Is this, is that? And just observe. Um, but then when this kind of the energy swelled again, I went into some doubt of what I was aware of, of trusting me because mm -hmm. the energy was so grand with it. Um, that, yeah, 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 it was big. Yeah, it was, it was very yeah. intense. It was very, it was very up. Um, and so I also just, it's easy to like get sucked into that, lest you are staying out and observing from above, like what is really happening. And so that's where I just was starting to notice my doubt is when I get pulled into like the judgment stories and all of that yeah, yeah. Um, versus after we kind of like workshop that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, no matter what it is that's occurring, I mean, in our world, it happens to be kind of this thing right now, but in your family, in the world, in any, it can occur in any scenario, in any workplace, right? Where something occurs and you are tempted to or choose to negate or wonder, doubt what you know, mm -hmm. and based on what other people are saying. And, you know, this is the thing about, it's always driven me crazy about people in influence um, saying things out loud, although I'm one of those people, so this is yeah. kind of funny. But, <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, that people can and do pull other people along into a direction, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I always found so notable about access consciousness, and actually, if you read about this in the blog it, and, and what makes it not a cult is they never pull you along in any direction. They, mm -hmm. they, and I'm really putting that in big air quotes because yeah. I'm a they, <laughs> But when, from my first exposure, always asked me what I knew. And they always put it back into my court and went, you know, if I had a question or I was workshopping something, blah, 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 relationship thing. And they're like, okay, well, what do you know about this? And it was constant. It was kind of like, no matter what question I had, I remember going, going to business classes and like thinking that was going to be a different kind of conversation. It's like, well, what do you know about this? I'm like, I don't know. Teach you know, me strategy. Yeah. Teach me something. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something about this. And I'm like, I do. Mm -hmm. And so I was constantly put face to face with that I did know and that I could get access to what I knew. And that created in me this really, really different universe because I'd never, I've been in about three cults, by the way. I grew up in a cult. I was born into one. Again, you can go read the story. I know cults backwards and forwards, you know. Um, so no one, not one person in my family or my life had ever asked me, what do you know? What, what do you get about this? And, and so it built this muscle of knowing. They also at the very beginning teach us like, here's, here's one of the tools you can play with to see if it works for you on how to determine what's true for you and what's not. Because who teaches you that? You know, like here in Latin America, for example, we're taught the culture is you go to the expert to receive the information and, mm -hmm. and that's how 
and that's how it goes. So you have to just be connected, well enough connected to have a good enough network so that you're cared for. And that's the goal. And so you call your sister and you call your this and you call your that to determine your network so that the people you ask are trustworthy instead of ever, ever asking yourself. Mm. And so to me, that's, to me, that's, that is the bigger conversation. It's like one of the, there's a few, like one of the bigger conversation is like, you know, how do you determine, do you determine what you know? Do you get access to what you know? Do you, can you be empowered to know that you know? What's true, yeah. what renders you functional? What it, yeah, yeah, I'm just, you know, and kind of observing how from the past couple of years, I mean, since COVID and with cancel culture, and I mean, I saw it dynamically with a lot of folks who I really enjoyed following their content and then reading kind of the reverse of my perspective of them and just like slinging through the mud and all these horrible things. And I'm like, wow, I mean, you can literally have any sort of point of view about someone or something and make it true for you. Right. I mean, yeah. based on based on your experiences, based on your points based of view, on based on your beliefs. And it's like literally our brains will delete, distort, generalize information that doesn't match what we've already concluded. And so it's like if I've concluded something as a cult or I've concluded, you know, this is bad or whatever, then it's like that's it. And then I'm right. And so that's where I get we're really called collectively during these years to stay in question, to be able to kind of separate from the swelling of the judgment, because that really does bring every, that's what we connect on, right? We were taught to connect on judgment. Do you like things the same or hate things the same? Okay, good. Exactly. We can be friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Where were you? Where did you grow up? Where, where did you go to high school? It used to be the conversation I've yeah. moved out of that, but yeah. I, I like to listen to music. I'm like, I like country. Oh my God, me too. And I'm like, we have so much in common. I'm like, well, yeah, really we're really Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, people do that with consciousness too. You know, like, oh my God, you like access. I like access too. You know, and then we yeah. start to discover that we thought we were the same. And in reality, we're also very different. And yeah. that's the gift. But we don't see that as, we're not even taught that that's a gift. We're really taught that differences. I, I still like am uncomfortable with it. I, I like, you know, because you said that to me, you're like, yeah. we can have different points of view and I can ask you a question. I'm like, but really can we? I don't know. You know, like it's still, that is still so much ingrained in me to like that. That's yeah. how I connect. I mean, like aligning and green and just, there's just like a discomfort, I will say, it with is. like it holding is. the space of multiple points of view. And I get that people just are at times unwilling to choose that. Yeah. And for me, it's, I, I, I guess originally I was trying to, like what you said, like hold space. But what's changed for me is knowing is knowing. Because knowing is a space. Knowing is, I want to say it's a place, but it really isn't. It's a space where mm. you don't have to hold anything. You just be. Mm -hmm. So it requires a lot less effort and it doesn't have any charge to it. And um, it's unshakable. You just yeah. know. There's no, so doubt doesn't exist in knowing. It just is. But I really had to, I mean, this was a process for me. And I think that's why it's worth having the conversation because I, I didn't even remember that I did doubt. And I think I've said that before. Yeah. And then a while back, somebody asked me to talk about it. I'm like, I don't even know what doubt is. And then I, I went back and I saw a video and I'm like, I did it a lot. And it was when I was 
I really hadn't looked at what was true for me and things. And, you know, I grew up in a family where my mom was always right. She was the right one. I was always the wrong one. So I developed very early this intrinsic. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Wrongness? Intrinsic knowledge. Yeah. I created, yeah. So it wasn't I'm knowledge. Wrong. But it, <laughs> yeah. Identity really. Yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I don't know what I'm talking about and somebody else does. Mm -hmm. And that's probably where a lot of this stems from is like this incredible um, brainwashing, gaslighting, even if it's unintentional, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that we are subjected to as kids. So, you know, you bring that into your adulthood and you try to make things work and you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I don't know who to listen to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the truth is that you need to learn to listen to you. Because mm -hmm. there is, the thing is like, for me anyway, whenever I've used reference points for, well, I can listen to this person because, inevitably mm. those reference points get decimated. It's like that my yeah. because gets ruined by something else they do. And then I'm like, well, now I can't listen to you anymore. Now mm -hmm. what do I believe? And so my mm -hmm. world was constantly shaken based on what everybody else was choosing or not choosing in that particular moment. And I was like, okay, there has to be another way. Like, and that's what, that's where access has been such a gift for me of like, what do you know about this? Mm -hmm. What's your sense of things? You can trust yourself. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> are you sure? Hey, nobody else has told that to me. Are you sure? Like, how do you know? What are the signs? Am I trustworthy? But I really did yeah. ask that. I'm like, I don't feel trustworthy. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you put the world in my hands, I'm going to destroy it. There was this like deep fear of myself, yeah. you know? So there's a lot there. Like there's, we come in with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, kind of everything that's going on now too, is like the same thing that I was seeing against like certain really prominent um, therapists online during the cancel yeah. height of the cancel culture or same thing, same, like using the gaslighting term, using a lot of these terms that are, again, it's kind of like based on the person's point of view, you can't argue it. Like if someone says, well, they're gaslighting me, like you can't, there's nothing you can do about it. They've stated and, it in a way that's just a fact. And yeah. the only thing you can do with that is go, cool. Yeah. And so it's like, I remember during the height of that, because I had talked about like how toxic cancel culture was and got a lot of heat for it at the time. Cause like some folks were, I think folks are more will, willing to hear they it. Didn't now, they didn't agree with you. Didn't agree with me, but I Did was that so. Did that mean you were wrong? <laughs> I mean, I felt really wrong. That would be, I mean, if people don't agree with you, does that mean you're wrong? It's a whole episode in itself. I mean, are we, but are so, we in like, that one? <laughs> Maybe. I want to share this one thing. So like I created a post that was, okay, so I'm not talking about cancel culture directly. I'm just going to talk about it like around the facts. This is like years, two years ago. And I wrote like what gaslighting is and what it isn't in order to facilitate people getting like, okay, what is it? Because the more fragmented we are or the less self responsibility we take, it's very easy just to sense, perceive that the world is gaslighting us completely. And so it's just, it's like, to me, it's all on a spectrum and ultimately based on if someone decides it is, then it is for them. But it's like, is it really, what do you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. That's 
love it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, which road do I go down here? Because <laughs> one of the things people do, I mean, so there's multiple sides to this. It's like people actually do victim in order to victimize, which is information that I didn't have before. Can you say that again? People do victim in order to victimize. There, You yeah. cannot be a victim unless you choose it. And I'm not yeah. saying that people choose it intentionally or it's with their full consciousness and awareness, but the purpose of choosing to be a victim is so that you can get power over other people. And I, I didn't believe this when I first heard it because I, listen, I came from yeah, yeah. a major victim person. I became one. I was a victim of sexual abuse. I did victim victimizer so well. So it took me a while to really see it because I didn't want to see what I was doing primarily. Mm-hmm. So I started with my mom and I started to be able to see, okay, she says she's a victim, but she's using this to abuse everybody. And I mean abuse. And it, that was her reason and justification to lay on the abuse. Yeah. And because I didn't have this information, I didn't know, I didn't know, of course, that's just, that's justified, right? Yeah. yeah. Because blah, blah, blah. So then, you know, fast, really fast forward, like up to access consciousness and I hear this information and I'm starting to go, I do this too. <laughs> and starting to notice that every, every time I was doing victim yeah. with my partner, I, it was so that I could lash out and be justified mm-hmm. in, in what I was doing to him. Mm-hmm. And man, was that's that it. a wake up call. Oh, that's a, it's a justification, right? That I'm right. Yeah. I'm yeah. Right I'm right because yeah. 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 And so, wow, like, I mean, that in and of itself. So, I mean, that piece of information alone gave me so much information about stuff on social media. For example, this whole thing going on in Access right now. I'm like, mm-hmm. somebody say they're a victim. They do that to victimize. And I'm watching it happen in this really elegant way that I'm like, well, that doesn't mm-hmm. negate what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you dress it up, is it still victim victimizer? I think so. <laughs> But, but a lot yeah. of what I was missing personally was like education on what stuff is. And then we kind of go circle back around to like, how do you know that's true? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and something that like kind of I was looking at as you're talking about that is like, okay, so for me, when I look at access, it's like the tools are just, they've been life changing for me. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what I, that's what the gift it is for me. And then it is returning me back to me and it's been a gift to my clients and just so much of that. And so I, you know, when I'm like observing what's going on, if you, I'm like, well, there's also a lot of people within access that have lots of points of view and also do judgment and what, you know, right. There's how many, there's how many people are in access. And so it's like, like you said, we think, oh, well, just because someone's choosing this consciousness work, oh, they must be like me and seeking to be out of judgment. (laughs) They must be perfect. Right. And I'm like, but no, no, it's just that there's a lot of people there. And so like, I, I get that, that there's, yes, there's lots of like truths and truth supplies attached and just all sorts of things going on. And that to me is completely separate than what access is personally. Yeah. 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 Well, there's what access is and then there's how you interpret it and how you use it. Yeah. And there's, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's lots of people that use it like a cult. I mean, cult is like you belong, you're in access. By the way, you can't be in access. There is nothing to be in. You can take access classes and you can use the tools or not use the tools. There's no club. Um, in fact, that was really confusing to me at the beginning. I actually remember going, I want to be part of where's the club? the club? Like, what do I do? How do I sign up for this thing? And they're like, well, we you can do whatever you want. 
And I'm like, don't tell me I can do whatever I want. Give me some direction here. You know? yeah, tell me what to do. <laughs> tell me what to do. Yeah. And they wouldn't. And I was like, yeah. well, what are my choices, Betty? <laughs> oh. Assholes. Yeah. Well, when you're coming from the victim stance, right? It's like, tell me what to do. When we're still in that traumatized response, tell me what to do. Tell me what to tell do. Tell me what to do. Well, and also, like, yeah. there's, I get trauma, but also that's just normal. Like, every yeah. other person is telling me what to do. I've come from a billion other things that they all have a pathway. Where's yours? You know? Yeah. Um, well, you can just start where you want. What's going to create for you? It was the very first time anybody had ever asked me. I knew. And I cannot emphasize the power of that because that has changed, that's changed my life. That's changed my life. I can now navigate the world and I couldn't before. I just couldn't because I was constantly doubting. I was constantly afraid. I was constantly worried. I was constantly anxious. I was constantly worried. Mm-hmm. So it, like knowing eliminates all of that and it gives you access to this power of being that doesn't need any proof and it doesn't need any validation and it doesn't need anybody to confirm it or deny it. It's just there, there you are being the tree in the middle of the forest while all the little rabbits scurry around and do their rabbit things, you know? Yeah. Wow. I mean, so what, like, cause it's, you know, as you said, like kind mm-hmm. of doubts, just like not in your world. So what has you, I don't say like, know so fiercely what you know, or like what has yeah. really strengthened that for you? Well, I think some of the primary things are big events in access consciousness. I mean, some of the things that can, the things that can take you out of the game can just as easily, what are the words? Can just as easily empower you in a different way. Like Mm. it's kind of like, okay, let's take sexual abuse as an example. Like, yes. Was there sexual abuse in my family? Yes. Was I sexually abused? Yes. Yeah. I know people that were destroyed by that. I chose something different with that and I'm mm-hmm. using it, mm-hmm. you know, in a different way to create and, and live and all that. So this, so major event in access, there was a person I really respected. Like I had decided all kinds of things about them, that I liked them, that they were conscious, that they were like who I wanted to be. I was like, they were who I wanted to be. Yeah. So everything about them. And then that person not only left, but like got kicked out of that. Like it was a huge thing. And it involved a lot of people, a lot of my friends, friends. Like, so it mm-hmm. took out like three quarters, if not more of my social circle. It put a lot of people into like, it threw a lot of people for a loop. It was a big, it was a big thing. Yeah. And I was choosing, I was choosing to like build my life as a facilitator. And, and all of a sudden I'm faced with, is this right? Is this what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had to really start to look deep in me and look at, okay, all these other people are choosing what they're choosing with this. And a lot of them are leaving and a lot of them are not renewing. And a lot of them are giving me the reasons why. And a lot of them are like pulling people with them. And there's a lot of shit going on. What do I want to be with this? What is this for me? Yeah. What is access consciousness for me? And this is relevant to like whatever you guys are facing right now. What Mm -hmm. is this for me? I actually most recently had to have, go through the same process with like my the choice for my relationship because somebody had thrown shade on my choice mm-hmm. via me posting on social media and I had gone into doubt and not recognized it and was functioning from that and trying to trying to function. Yeah. And I finally had this like key moment where I had to just look at what is this for me? Am I gonna embody this choice? Am I going to 
trust me, have my back, know what I know, no matter what anyone says about it. So I would say it's probably, that was a long answer, but like probably been other things, out, events outside of me where I had to really look at, what is this for me? What do I want to well, be Well, it's like when you're asking those questions, you're really facilitating yourself and getting present with the energy, yeah. just present, like right, right now, right here. And like looking at it versus just yeah. doing whatever distraction swept up in the wind of all the other energies. I called it like yeah. the codependent energetic dumpster can <laughs> we right. get like swept up in all the energies and not present with what you know and so it's like there's such a peace in that because even when we were talking about it and you brought yourself to it you were just here and it was yeah. so different yeah and i know like you're i know you're playing with this too i mean tell tell us the stories of today at acupuncture because it was so yeah. good yeah, it was so good. So I just have, I mean, I've noticed lately, there's uh, anxiety has been up a lot, you know, a lot more of that. So I'm like, okay, I'm amp up the nervous system stuff, go to acupuncture, like it just moves. So finding my people. And every time when you go to acupuncture, and you're really, you're not present, you're not grounded, it's painful, the needles go in, it hurts. And when you're more relaxed and willing to receive, it's very easy. And I was very much like bracing myself energy each time. And he told me, he's like, command the energy. It command your breathing and command the energy, breathe out with me and respond to it versus anticipating like a needing to react. Yeah, and it was yeah, just yeah. very different the way he explained it, that I just all of a sudden I was present. It was like, no, I'm here. I'm here right now versus going into like, <gasps> I don't <gasps> like brace myself energy, which and then I just was like, wow, this is how I'm like reacting to life. It's very much like brace myself, brace myself, brace myself versus just commanding the energy, really stepping into that um, and then responding with whatever comes up versus already going into I can't handle it was what I was getting. Yeah. So it was yeah, huge and I was immediately bawling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's very, I mean, God, there's so much of what you're saying. Like, and this is like being with a horse, for example, like, I don't, I don't know how much you, I haven't done a lot with horses, but I took conscious horse, conscious rider once. And yeah. what was shown back to me was that I was walking through the world, like unsure, you know? Yeah. And so when you are around a horse and you are unsure, the horse like, is unsure because the horse responds to you commanding and being and just choosing. And that's how horses communicate with the energy. So, I mean, at that time, I, or this was like, this were my, my doubt days. Yeah. <laughs> I like came out of class and I was just crying. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't be the leader of my life. How am I going to know? And I mean, that felt really real. Yeah. And I can't tell you all the different things that changed it. Cause there was a lot that went into changing it and choices I made. But at some point, and this might have come a lot through, I think, Access Consciousness classes with Shannon O'Hara, because I got to see somebody walk through the world with certainty and mm. no fear and no doubt. And I was like, oh, that can exist. Wait a minute. That's me. Because mm. if you can perceive something, you are it. Yeah. You just may not have chosen it yet. And so I started kind of trying that on, going, what is this be like? Like to really speak with no doubt and no fear clarity what does this be like so you know that's something you guys can do if you're listening is you start trying this on if you perceive a person that you really admire 
try on that energy in your body, see what it's like. And I started getting it. I started getting it in a different way, grokking it, getting it, being able to be it. It started affecting the way I was speaking and knowing. And, and so when stuff like this occurs, I no longer let that, I just don't let it, mm-hmm. I just, it just doesn't move me. It's I guess it's very much like kind of an ocean liner in the middle of the ocean. It's like this little wind isn't really going to do much. Oh. It flapped my flag. I noticed it. And that was, <laughs> Oh, but that's here it. comes storming in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. so big and present uh, in the middle yeah. of everything that it literally just doesn't affect you. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I wonder what it would take for more of us to choose that, you know, cultivate it, yeah. go after that level of presence. Cause there's, like I was saying to you, it's like the voice, there's voices needed in the world that, mm-hmm if the loudest voices are always the destructive ones, then what does that create? If, mm-hmm. if we mm-hmm. become willing to add our voices of possibility of something different, of yeah. true caring of true justice, you know, like if all of that becomes louder, then what does that create? And we get to be the source of that internally and externally if we choose. So. Yeah. Well, and like you said, it's kind of, it's knowing the difference knowing when it will create something great greater versus just adding to swing sides or swing judgment or something like that versus inviting people to increase their knowing and their awareness to look at what it is for them. So you guys are invited to know what you know. And if you want more of that access consciousness style, we're going to do a foundation class. Live baby live january in mm-hmm. texas dallas up on dallas the, somewhere around there we'll yeah it's up on the access site so you can go to accessconsciousness.com crystal crawford we're both um listed there you can register um and you can really start to play with and i'd be curious what your take on this is but from my point of view of like start to play with what do i know about this what is this for me what's relevant about this for me, um, no matter what this is, mm-hmm. and get yourself a, more present and start really looking at what's true for you. And that'll start the process in a different way. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, it's, I mean, similar in the sense of using interesting point of view, if I had an interesting point of view about it, what would I choose? And really seeking to lean into what you know versus like, well, I like this person, so I need to align and agree or resist and react and like going into like and just kind of 86ing all that. And that's why it's like just looking at purely what it is, what it is for you versus all the people involved. Yeah. Cool. See you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave us a review, or share it with someone you know would benefit. Until next time.